Hello, my Go Church family. This is Gilbert, and I'm here with Pastor Matt Beamer. Hey, everyone. And I'm here with Pastor Chance. Hey, guys. And today we're going to share the third part of our supplemental material for our October series, which is called Crazy Faith. So before we get into this, I just want to remind everyone that there is a, an amazing five-day devotional on the Version Bible app, which is actually called Crazy Faith. And we're encouraging our whole Go Church family to go through this, to be able to build up more, see more in the Word on the subjects that we're talking about. Uh, as well as that, I'm uh, hoping that we're able to share some amazing baby faith, crazy faith stories during our grow groups. And I also want to remind you that in this month, we're talking about application points that apply to us. So we're talking about washing ourselves in the water of the word. We're talking about focusing on what Christ did in us. And we're talking about zooming in in prayer and worship. And all of this is in the context of our imagination. So the, the purpose really that we're talking about is to unlock our imaginations, to be able to experience these amazing stories that we're talking about through our crazy faith. And our main scripture for this month is Mark chapter 9, verse 23, where Jesus says, so these are the words of Jesus. He says that if you can believe, all things are possible. So, as we get into this, uh, I want to ask you, Pastor Matt, to just remind us about the purpose that we just talked about, unlocking our imagination and why that is so important to us. Yeah, and remember, we talked about it both personally and as a church, and it just keeps coming up in my heart that there's some things that God wants us to do as a church that's going to take some crazy faith. Um, you know, we're going to share some crazy faith stories, but... Uh, uh, I'm just I'm just thinking right now. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of a of when we were in England. Yeah, our church in England at the time we've had a couple different buildings, but when our first building we bought was a crazy faith story. It took us it, when the church was about five years old. It took us about um, I don't know maybe a year and a half to save up eighty thousand pounds, and. Um, we have we were about to buy a particular building that was about two hundred and seventy thousand pounds. It was a warehouse that needed a lot of renovation, and um, I was in Egypt. I remember this like it was yesterday. I was in Egypt in this back alley with chickens and things all around me. It was like typical. It was like a little movie scene, and I got a call from uh, someone saying, uh, "You know, the building that we looked at, we ne- it had been no one had wanted to buy it for like years. This moment we put an offer in, someone started." put another offer in, another person put another offer in, and there was this, and I'm like negotiating, I'm like, I don't care what the, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll offer more, we'll offer more, I want the building. So we got the building, and then I was in another place, I was traveling and I was in the U.S., and I got a phone call from, I think it was from my wife, Julie, she says, you know that building that we're buying? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, the whole roof is on fire. This is like three months later. <laughs> and we had to be out, our church had to be out of this temporary location we were in, within like 30 days. And it had taken us, I mean, it had taken us like years to find the building that we found. And, and, and that's why I didn't want to be outbid. I'm like, we're, even though it was each, each pound that we spent extra was like a huge stretch of faith already. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so I told the guys, I look, okay, as soon as I get back from, from my travels, we're going to go around and, and start looking at different buildings. We're going to go around and look at every available building 
and then we're gonna um, we're gonna make an offer on something. I'm just gonna believe it's gonna happen. So I got back. We looked at six or seven buildings. Myself and two of the other board members. The older board members were little uh, little older guys. More um, they were new to the things of faith, and I was young at the time, super young. Uh, I don't know. I must have been like 30, 30 years old, thirty five years old or something. So I was this young pastor, five years old. Oh, I'm, I wasn't even thirty. I think I think it just turned thirty. And these guys are probably in their, you know, almost 60 or something, retired. And um, I was always like pulling them along. Like, come on, guys, we can believe for this. So I looked at all the buildings and there were two build. There was two buildings that were really nice brick buildings. But we like, I think we landed on 270,000 pounds with the previous building. In this new building, there was two offered. One was 450 and one was... 370. The smaller one was 370 in the block. The one that was 450 was on the main road. It was a great building. It was a bigger building. But I'm like, I didn't know that I even had the faith for that. So we went and looked at all these buildings and we landed on these last ones. And I'd said to the guys, I think there's both of these, but I think we probably should go for the smaller of the two. And they talked amongst themselves and I said, man, let's go for this one, the big one. I'm like, really? I'm like, awesome, let's, let's do it. And we did. And I'm telling you that the story, if I could tell you all the stories around it, uh, is we had literally like 10 pounds left in the bank by the time we entered. We had no money for chairs. No money. We're like, we'll sit on the floor. But it was a, just an incredible thing. Well, fast forward several years, we had three services in that building and we had maxed it out. We were probably about five, 600 people in that in that building. And, um, and, uh, we were believing for another place. We thought we'd found a place and we we're going to need like a hundred thousand pounds just for renovation costs. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, you know, even though we were a bigger church, it was a fight during the financial downturn and it took three months to raise $30,000, 30,000 pounds. But we kept every, every, as a church, this is why I think I'm supposed to share this. As a church, we kept saying, by God's grace, when it's time to take the plunge, we'll have more than enough. And, it, and we talked about um, that it, we'll do our best, but God will bring in the rest, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And we spoke that. And there were times where 200 pounds came in in the week. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. we need 70,000 more. But, um, but one day, a guy who was a family member of one of our church members came to church and put something in the offering. He, came from, he was African, came from another country put something offering and the people counting the offering came up to me afterwards and they said, um, <laughs> we had a good offering today, pastor. I said, really? They said, no, we had a good <laughs> offering today. I'm like, Oh, what was it? They said, someone gave one check for 80,000 pounds. Wow. And I'm like, is it good? <laughs> I had one time where someone put a check for a million pounds in and it, well, I knew it wasn't good when I saw who did it. And they're like, no, we know this person and it's good. And uh, because of the way the things system works in the UK, we were able to claim gift aid tax. That one check was worth over a hundred thousand pounds. And, you know, so in one moment's time, but the story keeps going and I won't tell the whole story, but like um, we couldn't, because at that time uh, the, the, um, the economy began to take off and it was really hard to get builders. And so I uh, brought some a team over from the U S to do the building work. I didn't even have the keys on the day they landed. I was, it was a faith thing that I'm going to get the keys. They're flying all the way over to start work. 
I, I had ordered the skips and things to be dropped off. I didn't <laughs> like they landed and then I got the keys. I said, you guys rest up, refresh a little bit. And then we were working on the building that day. So, I mean, just faith, faith, crazy, faith, crazy, faith, both financial steps. But, but that's the I mean, that's the adventure of life, isn't it? That's the way we should be living. And I think yeah. there's something about this message for Go Church and the family of church churches of Go Church that God wants us to get a hold of. He wants to do something with us in the near future regarding it's going to take crazy faith. That's amazing. So I like that you keep going back to this. And last week you shared this as well about how, you know, crazy faith can impact us, not as individuals only, but also as a church. And that, you know, if we put our crazy faith together, then we can see amazing things happen for our church and we can see amazing things shift and move forward. And, and that's that's something I'm personally very very excited about, and I'm I'm believing, you know, that this church is going to grow, and I'm I'm believing that we're preparing, and and paving the way for a lot bigger to happen, a lot more to happen, so that we can impact where we are. Amen. You know, just as we're talking right now, I'm reminded of Ephesians chapter three, twenty twenty one. You know, what does that say? You know, it's a familiar scripture about how God is able to do exceeding do. abundantly above everything that we can ask. Or imagine. Imagine. And what are we talking about? Anointed imaginations. Yeah. But the interesting thing about that scripture, a lot of times we apply it individually to ourselves personally. Um, But actually that scripture, the whole book is to a church, Mm -hmm. the church at Ephesus. And so according to the power that works in us, according in the church, it's a corporate really context. It is true. It applies individually you know, greater than um, that which we can imagine. And that's really, that's a great scripture. I don't know why we didn't include it in the original <laughs> notes, but that's really a verse that sums up this whole message of crazy faith. That God want, you know, like we talked about in our last episode, God's, Jesus asked these questions. What do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do for you? And, uh, uh, you know, and like that father that was, was just desperate. He's like in tears. He's like, I do believe, help my unbelief. You know, I think that's so much, you know, especially in tough times like we face here in Lebanon every day, whether, you know, I'm hot because there's no AC, all this different stuff, the power goes off and it can really crowd our imagination and our expectation and our faith. But I'm saying that I just know in my spirit, there's something God wants to do. And I believe he's going to show it to us shortly that uh, it's going to take some crazy faith for us to do together. So, so you're you're thinking that you know we need to get to a place of crazy faith altogether, and we all need to expand our imagination mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. can you tell us a little bit more about what you already said in the last couple of weeks about what anointed imagination is and why it's important for us to work on this and develop this in order to get to that place where we can see God doing exceedingly abundantly above what we even ask or think or imagine? You know, absolutely. You know, um, we looked at in the, in the series, the Genesis chapter one, verse 27, that, that we have been created in God's image. In image, that word image is connected to the word imagination. It's a part of that word. Mm-hmm. We see the word image in the word imagination. And so um, in, in that whole, all of creation is a, is a picture of the fact that God saw something that did not exist. And he brought that from a place of imagination into existence. And then he created us. He imagined us. And then he created us. 
And so we we are we're you know as real as we are today, we came from his imagination. Yep. All of creation, land, sky, water, everything, he saw it in his imagination before it was, before it is. And in the same way, he created us to be creative spirits like him after his own image. Mm -hmm. And so it works the same way for us. And um, we talked about how um, to really, you know, that if you, if you think about we, one of the scriptures that we mentioned is Matthew chapter 18. And you remember when Jesus talked about, you know, to the disciples, he says, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called the little children to himself and he put this child among them and he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like a little child or like little children, you'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. And we and we mentioned uh, uh, that the key to the kingdom is to be more kid-like. And we don't mean immature, but we mean, you know, we talked about several things. Kids trust. So the yeah. question is, do you trust God? Uh, what does that mean? I mean, it could really zero in on where your imagination is. Are you trusting? Are you able to trust God? Kids believe. Do you believe God? Kids obey. Well, some kids anyway. Do you obey God? Kids imagine. Yep. Do you imagine what God can do through you? And uh, and so the, um, you know, from an, an imagination standpoint, uh, sometimes life has crowded that imagination out and, and so people think, well, you know, I don't really feel like my imagination works like maybe like you're talking about. I feel like, you know, I'm not very creative or I don't really see things. But you know, I, I know your imagination works. How do I know? Because I've talked to so many Christians who, you know, all you have to do is think about the negative side of imagination. Fear, worry, anxiety. That is an unrenewed imagination. That mm -hmm. is an unanointed, right. unpure imagination. But that is imagination. But that's 100% imagination. So, so you could say a lot of people have their imagination running, but just not in the right direction. Yeah, it's working, yeah. but it's not been washed, yeah, right. focused, or zoomed in. Right. And I think that's what you're saying is super valuable and how, you know, we call it um, crazy faith. Yeah. And... Uh, we talk about all these crazy faith stories in Hebrews 11 and it mm. starts in Hebrews 11, 1, mm. right? Yes. Where he says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm. So it starts in a place where it's not visible or mm -hmm. physical, but it's there. And we the have to conceptualize not it. Seen. Exactly. Absolutely. And then the crazy faith brings that imagination into real life. Yeah. As per the will of God, because it's anointed by God. And I think that just on the subject that you mentioned, there's a, uh, you know, there's there's something that we can think about whether it's you know your positive imagination, your negative imagination, and that's true. I think every single person can say that. Hey, we've had bad thoughts at some point in our lives. You know, sometimes we're overcome by bad thoughts. Mm. We're overcome by fears and anxieties, and you know, someone plants a, a thought in our minds about lack, and that's all we can think about or see. Yeah. And the, there there's a there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, which basically says that, you know, Paul is telling us we need to cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So, so bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And in different translations, this talks about our imagination. Mm -hmm. So we need to cast down the vain, imagination. va vain imaginations yeah. that exalt themselves against God. And sometimes, you know, this became a realization to me only a few months ago. You know, I'd sit there and 
I'd see that like, I'd, I'd, I'd just have a bad thought, you know, a thought like about, well, I need this and I don't have that, but you know, things are building up. A bad thought, like as a, a doubting thought. A doubting yeah. thought, like, yeah. hey, I need more than calls, I have. Right? The Bible calls yeah. an evil thought, by the way. So right. bad, bad as an evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I sit there and I start reasoning with myself. So you see this in the Psalms and you see a lot of the, you know, the, uh, the authors of the Psalms saying, you know, speaking to themselves, you know, mm. why are you cast down my soul? You know, and at some point I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, that thought, that's not what God said. Because God no. said that I have, you know, everything I need in him. Okay. But that thought isn't from me either. Because I'm made in the image of God, yeah. you know, the real me, the spirit me knows mm -hmm. the truth. Mm -hmm. So that thought's coming from somewhere else and I yeah. shouldn't entertain it. So I need to actively deal with it, take it and put it somewhere else. Yeah. And just how we can deal with negative things, we can also encourage positive things. So Absolutely. in our, in our uh, application for this month, we're talking about three ways to help our anointed imagination, mm. the positive imagination that we want. Pastor Matt, why don't you share a little bit about this? Yeah, so you know we're talking about wash, focus, and what was it again? Zoom in. Mm. Wash, focus, and zoom in. And you think about that in relation to a lens. You know, imagination is what you see. You think about what you see through, like a lens or like a camera lens you mentioned before. Um, so washing that lens, focusing that lens and zooming in that lens. So washing the lens with the water of the word of God. Ephesians chapter five, verse 26 says, um, cleansing, uh, cleansing her, that's the church by the washing of the water through the word. Mm -hmm. And then another scripture, John chapter five, verse 13 talks 15. about that you are already clean because of the word. And the word of God has a washing capacity to it. it literally can change the way you, your brain makeup, your physi physical brain makeup, as well as your imagination, your soul, that part of your mind. And, um, and the, more, the more we do that, the more our mind is changed that way, it affects every area of our life. We see things different, which brings us to focus. Focus on um, what Christ did for us and who he is. Philemon chapter, uh, well, there's one chapter of Philemon. Philemon 1, 6 says that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement. We're going to talk about the focus, the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So our faith becomes effective as we acknowledge what Christ did in us, yeah. who Christ made us. And in other words, our focus is not on the circumstances right. or on the cancer or on the limits. Our focus is on him and who he, that he, the greater one lives in us. So, Pastor Matt, this, this just reminds me of something that even, uh, you know, Siala just mentioned to me today. And this was a verse in Philippians 4, uh, chapter 8, where he mm -hmm. says, you know, meditate on good things. You know, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is of, of value, of good report, which comes from the Lord. These things we're supposed to focus on meditate on and keep activating in us absolutely yeah and as we as we focus on those things that it these things work together you know that that yeah. washing and that focusing we see things differently around us and then the third one zooming in worship and prayer and the thing that i'm reminded on this one is um you know the bible talks about how uh in proverbs it says that that you know he'll give us the ability to have uh, witty inventions Every invention that exists 
in this world, it started in someone's imagination. And of all the, you know, uh, like uh, Michael Todd said in, in the message, when he preached this message, originally Crazy Faith, he said that the, the spirit is the womb of, uh, you know, creativity. That's, mm. that's where things start. And I'm reminded of this, uh, this situation that some pastors I know in a church in Minneapolis, uh, they, they really know how to tap into the spirit of prayer. And, and talking about zooming in and worship and prayer, it's in that place of prayer, in that place of worship, in that place of, of fellowship and communion with the Father. That's where so many times I see things. I see things about, like, he shows me things to come. He shows me what he wants to accomplish. I've been in times of prayer and he shows me something. I make a decision. And then I get out into real life throughout the day and I, everything begins to crowd. I'm like, man, I, I wish I wouldn't have made that decision because in that place of relationship with him and fellowship, I'm in this spirit of faith and prayer. And then I get out in the world and it's like, this is crazy. What I, you know, yeah. I made a crazy faith decision in that place of relationship and prayer and communion. And now I'm thinking that was really crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, an example of, of how every invention is, is come from that place of, of creativity. And it's a seed there. Um, there was this prayer meeting by the spirit in praying in, uh, in tongues and interpretation in tongues, uh, this, this uh, well-known minister that I know went up to this man who he didn't even know. And he started saying, there's birds in that man. There's, he's pointing at him. There's birds in that man. There's birds in you. <laughs> and be like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Talking about crazy faith. That's just weird. Turns out he actually was one of the main engineers to create the first, um, 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 like some of the the real dependent technology that puts satellites in space. Oh, okay. And they're called birds. You know that huh? in in their in their yeah. ling, in their sort of NASA language or whatever. I, he worked with one of NASA or someone. And and the interesting thing about that is now those satellites are being used all around the world. You know, for broadcasting the the message of faith. Yeah. <laughs> So it's pretty yeah, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I really like you, you put this this word into your your uh, teaching outline actually in your study notes, and you basically said this that you know when, when we're zooming in, we're bringing these ideas and mm. imaginations into uh, into prayer time, into worship. We're basically bringing the creativity of God in our minds into alignment with God's wisdom about what to do with that. And when to do that. Yeah. So, you know, we can have like 25 thoughts running in our minds. And, you know, God is really wanting us to focus on this one thing, which, you know, Ciela always talks, my wife always talks about, you know, 25 tabs open at the same time in your mind. And, you know, I think that time of worship and prayer helps you close 24 tabs and really yeah. focus on this one tab. That's really good. That, that's in your mind. So I think that. That's that. That's really a zooming in exercise of what's important, what's in your mind, because not everything in your mind is bad, right? Yeah. Some things in your mind are anointed by God, but we need to really zoom in and focus on those things. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think this has been pretty good. I believe God's going to be going to be building some things within us as a church and individuals, as individuals that'll help us be able to um, accomplish all that he's called us to do as a church and individually. Um, so don't forget application, uh, our five-day crazy faith uh, devotional 
and uh, let's keep sharing our crazy faith stories. Great. Awesome. Just as we close, I'm going to ask Pastor Chance to uh, lead us in prayer. This is the prayer that he's been praying for us all month on this subject. Father, as I wash my imagination with your word, as I focus on what you've done in me through Christ, and as I devote extra time to zoom in, to, close, to get close to you in prayer and worship, I, I know that crazy faith is going to rise up in my spirit. Use my clean, focused imagination to see myself and my circumstances like you see them. Wash away my limited thinking and help me see big possibilities. Bring witty inventions to my imagination that will bless this generation and help me spread your love and light to those who do not know you. This month, I commit to start with baby faith by obeying you in the small things. I'll start by washing, focusing, and zooming in. I know, as a church... Go Church will be filled with crazy faith, believers believing for miracles. We're ready for you to ignite our imaginations. Help us develop more childlike faith and grow our trust in you day by day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We absolutely believe that. We believe that for us as individuals, and we believe that for the church, that we're going to step into times where we can exercise crazy faith together and see God move us from where we are now to places where we never thought or imagined where we would be. So just as we close, I, I want to remind every single person that we love you. We're praying for you. And even though we're closing our series on crazy faith, don't close your eyes to this. Keep your anointed imagination ready so that you can experience crazy faith in your lives. Next month, we're going to be entering a new series which is called Uncommon Courage and we're excited to share that with you. Until next time, take care.